Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 9th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. Next week, we're going to be studying Mosiah chapters 18 through 24. Today, we're going to finish off this block in Mosiah chapter 17. Now, as we talked about two days ago, Abinadi finished his speech to King Noah and the wicked priests by saying, Teach them that redemption cometh through Christ, the Lord, who is the very eternal Father. Amen. It was kind of his mic drop moment, right? The number one message, the most important thing. But King Noah, who was hard in his heart and past feeling, responded to that message by commanding that Abinadi be put to death. However, in that moment, Alma, who I can only imagine was feeling incredible stirrings of the Holy Spirit, spoke up for Abinadi. He said that they shouldn't be angry with Abinadi, and they should let him depart in peace. And then he also calls out King Noah and the priests and even himself, and he says, look, we are guilty of the things that he has said. So let's let him go. He's delivered his message. Now let him go in peace. But King Noah, being King Noah, then cast out Alma and sent people after him so that they could kill him. But Alma hid, and he wrote down the words of Abinadi, which is why we have them now. So they put Abinadi in prison for three days, and then they bring them back out, and they say this. In verse 7 it says, And he said unto him, Abinadi, we have found an accusation against thee, and thou art worthy of death. Now listen here in verse 8 why King Noah says that Abinadi is worthy of death. This is going to speak volumes about King Noah. He says, For thou hast said that God himself should come down among the children of men, and now for this cause thou shalt be put to death, unless thou wilt recall all the words which thou hast spoken evil concerning me and my people. Notice that. He's like, you're going to be put to death because you said all this about God coming down among his people. But you know what? We'll let you go. We won't kill you. If you will take back everything bad that you said about me and my people. For King Noah, it was never about Abinadi teaching about Christ. He didn't care. It didn't bother him that he was teaching about Christ and that he would come down. What bothered King Noah was that Abinadi spoke out against the evil that King Noah was doing and about the evil of the people. He said that he would let Abinadi go if he would just take back those things. Now, it's so interesting because clearly this becomes an issue of pride. It's not about Noah not believing in Christ. It's not about Noah hearing things that are different. It's about the fact that someone pointed out that Noah was wrong. His pride flared up. And it flared up to the point that he commanded that Abinadi should be put to death. In 1989, Ezra F. Benson gave a now famous talk called Beware of Pride. And as I read to you from this talk, think about King Noah. And as you think about him, you'll realize that all these quotes about pride really, truly describe King Noah and his behavior towards Abinadi. President Benson said, the proud stand more in fear of men's judgment than of God's judgment. 
what will men think of me, weighs heavier than what will God think of me. Most of us think of pride as self-centeredness, conceit, boastfulness, arrogance, or haughtiness. All of these are elements of the sin, but the heart or core is still missing. The central feature of pride is enmity. Enmity toward God and enmity toward our fellow men. Enmity means hatred towards, hostility to, or a state of opposition. Pride is essentially competitive in nature. We pit our will against God's. When we direct our pride toward God, it is in the spirit of my will and not thine be done. Our enmity toward God takes on many labels, such as rebellion, hard-heartedness, stiff-neckedness, unrepentant, puffed up, easily offended, and sign-seekers. The proud wish God would agree with them. They aren't interested in changing their opinion to agree with God's. Didn't he describe King Noah perfectly? This hatred and this enmity towards God and his commandments. Him wanting God to change his opinion rather than changing his own opinion about God's commandments. That competitive nature. All of that. All of that is pride. Now, we all have moments in our lives where someone says something and our immediate reaction is kind of this flare of anger or frustration. I would challenge you and I challenge myself that in those moments where it's so easy to be flared up in anger, that we take a step back and ask ourselves, am I angry because I'm proud? I'm thinking nine times out of ten the answer is probably yes. And I am as guilty of that as anyone. In that same talk, President Benson gave us the cure for our pride. He said, the antidote for pride is humility, meekness, submissiveness. God will have a humble people. Either we can choose to be humble or we can be compelled to be humble. Alma said, blessed are they who humble themselves without being compelled to be humble. Let us choose to be humble. We can choose to be humble ourselves by conquering enmity towards our brothers and sisters, esteeming them as ourselves, and lifting them as high or higher than we are. We can choose to be humble by receiving counsel and chastisement. We can choose to be humble by forgiving those who have offended us. We can choose to be humble ourselves by rendering selfless service. We can choose to humble ourselves by going on missions and preaching the word that can humble others. We can choose to humble ourselves by getting to the temple more frequently. We can choose to humble ourselves by confessing and forsaking our sins and being born of God. We can choose to humble ourselves by loving God, submitting our will to His, and putting Him first in our lives. Let us choose to be humble. We can do it. I know we can. My friends, it is my belief that no sin will pull us away from God quicker than the sin of pride. It's probably one of the most common and least recognized sins there is. But as we can recognize it, and as we can use the atonement of Jesus Christ to rid ourselves from it, we will be blessed, and we will more fully be able to bless others. In the rest of this chapter, Abinadi becomes a martyr for his teachings. He becomes a type 
and a shadow of Christ who should come. And by so doing, he fulfills his earthly mission in a sacred and complete way. Oftentimes, those who are doing the Lord's errand are delivered and spared from death. We see that with Daniel. We see it with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, with Alma, with Nephi, several times throughout the Bible and the Book of Mormon. We see that those who are on the errand of the Lord are spared. Abinadi was not one of those. And oftentimes we aren't spared the way we want to be, but we can still place our faith in our Father in Heaven. In 2004, Elder Simmons gave a talk called But If Not, and in that he said this, Our God will deliver us from ridicule and persecution, but if not, our God will deliver us from sickness and disease, but if not, he will deliver us from loneliness, depression, or fear, but if not, our God will deliver us from threats, accusations, and insecurity, but if not, he will deliver us from death or impairment of loved ones, but if not, we will trust in the Lord. Our God will see that we receive justice and fairness. But if not, he will make sure that we are loved and recognized. But if not, we will receive the perfect companion and righteous and obedient children. But if not, we will have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, knowing that if we do all we can do, we will, in his time and in his way, be delivered and receive all that he has. I testify of the power of the deliverance of the Lord, not always in the way that we want, but always in the way that is right, because we worship a just God. We worship a merciful God, and we worship a God who delivers in his time and in his way. Thank you so much for listening. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen. 